should look into the camera. Welcome to Create Invent, the podcast where Jeremy and Pat talk about technology stuff. My name is Max Maker, and these are my um, hosts, Jeremy and uh, Pat Reagan. It's good to meet that's you, right. Max, again. Yeah, well, Max, you just you just kind of stepped in there and did the did the intro, so that, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm Jeremy, and this is Pat and Max. You know, if you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you're obviously familiar with Max, and even if you're not, you might be familiar with him from his uh, trash train. Can we call it that? Is that, is that is that disrespectful to call your yard train the trash train? Yeah, I call it the trash train. Okay, good, good. So yeah, Max makes all kinds of interesting stuff. Um, at one time he, uh, one time he made a uh, hydrofoil. Um, maybe we'll we'll uh, talk to him about that. But yeah, Max, how, how are how are you doing? Let's just get it. I'm out really there. good. I'm really good. Uh, I did a lot of paving this week outside in the garden. Uh, so I've got quite sore uh, muscles because I'm working on the floor all day. Um, and here in the workshop, we're rebuilding a, a little bit. We're adding a miter saw station over here. So there's a new piece of wood right there that we're working on. Okay. And yeah, it's a little bit messy at the moment. Uh, all of the stuff is just yeah lying around randomly. That's uh, that still looks like a messy for a, a a German messy for American. That's that's a very clean shop. You know, <laughs> it's true, Max. I left my light off in the back. My, you know, whatever you call the accent light back there, so nobody could see my mess behind me. It's very dark. Yeah, yeah. I thought this is more interesting um, than what I have upstairs because that's just a white wall. I thought I you were going to say uh... it was more interesting than my workshop, <laughs> and I was—I didn't know if that was—I'm supposed to get mad at that or not. I've never seen your workshop. <laughs> oh, good. Have you done Thanks. a tour yet? <laughs> it's a mess, but. But Max, now you you are you are in Germany, as as people long term listeners will know, and you're near uh, near Hamburg, I guess. Now you said you were outside doing some paving, isn't it? Is it's cold there now, or is it not not too cold right now? It's very cold. It's between three and five degrees above freezing. So, but it's okay actually. If you work, it's not too bad. Okay, so I guess that's what uh forty degrees in uh American in in uh good old American units. Maybe? Yeah, maybe thirty five. That's warmer is, is than it's not been the here this freezing? week. What's that? That's warmer than it's been here in Dallas this week. Yeah, we've been Dallas? below freezing every night for almost a week now. It feels like. Did you move wow. to Dallas? Well, I'm a little bit north of Dallas. I'm not quite in Dallas, but people have heard of Dallas. Nobody's ever heard of my little my little suburb that I'm in. I knew of Scranton. Oh yeah, that's where I was born, <laughs> and I lived there for twenty something years. But now, Max, you're not going to believe this. I'm in my 40s now, so I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've spent time in quite a few places, it feels like, now. But didn't you show yeah. me your house on Google Maps that was in Oh, yeah, in well, Scranton. you didn't believe me that I lived across the street from Alfredo's Pizza Cafe when I grew yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. but that, Max, I'm sorry to tell you, that house burned down. Really? Yeah, well, not to the ground. I mean, it, it was... Not livable after the fire, though. But I think somebody's bought it and fixed it back up, so it's not completely gone. But so, so now you moved to Dallas. I moved to. I've been in Dallas the entire time I've known you, Max. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Something confused. But there. Dallas hasn't been famous for being on TV since like the seventies, right? We were. That's right, because there was a show called Dallas, yeah. right? I never saw but, it. But it the was... Dallas Mavericks. Oh, who are they? Da yeah, Did they well, play that's... sports. 
Yeah, I I, I watched uh, Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, the Dirkulator, w win the <laughs> the playoffs in in 2011 or 12. I was quite you know, excited. I, I've never, it was at three o'clock in the morning here. I I've never heard him referred to as the Dirk Dirkulator. Dirk Dirk it's like Hercules, but with Dirk. <laughs> the Dirk. Well, I thought you were referring to like the Terminator because he's from he's from Austria, right? Like Arnold no, Schwarzenegger. he's from Germany. He's Terminator. Okay, just... Yeah, the Terminator is from. Oh, I have trivia. Anyway, I have Terminator. I'm giving you a hard time. You I was okay. told by a German that Arnold Schwarzenegger was not allowed to dub his own voice in the Terminator for the Austrian release of the Terminator because they didn't. The Austrians didn't think he sounded manly enough to be the Terminator. <laughs> it wasn't intimidating, and they didn't like it. That's interesting. Because it's, it's interesting, though, you know, in the movie, he's got such a, I don't want to say broken accent, but you can tell he's not like, well, it's like, you know, you see, like, Conan, and he's like, yeah, that's not, that guy doesn't know English very well. But then it's like, it's like on Terminator, it's just like, hello. It's like you can, it's like a robot, you know, because he's not <laughs> speaking that. It, it's awesome. <laughs> He wasn't like Max, who it's like, you know, where where's Max? Max speaks in English. You think maybe he's from, you know, somewhere who knows where, maybe like American Samoa or something where you've never heard their <laughs> accent, but you know, you know. He's... South Africa. Uh, I hear that sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, good. yeah. I mean, you and uh, you and Elon could, could hang out, I guess. No, I wouldn't hang out with Elon. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but I have an electric car now. I would like to hear about your electric car if I'm allowed to ask about it. Well, it's not a Tesla. It's a German brand. And uh, it, it's, it's, uh, the whole electric experience is really great. I really enjoy that part. Do you have somewhere at home to charge it? Uh, I'm working on that. At the moment, for one year now, I've been charging off a normal plug. And it takes, if it's completely empty, it takes about two to three days. Because <laughs> the, uh, the charger that came with the car, they call it the brick, um, that only charges with 1.5 kilowatts. But if I'm at the fast charger, it charges with 110 kilowatts, almost 100 times as fast. And then it, it takes like 40, 40 minutes or 50 minutes. Uh, yeah, so it's quite slow, but I already installed a cable up on the driveway. And um, yeah, we're going to connect it fairly soon. I'm excited about never going to the there. gas pump again. Yeah, I, I'm missing out on the Snicker bars. <laughs> you know, you can get those delivered. Probably. <laughs> I, I feel like if I had an electric car, I would I would just forget to plug it in. That feels. You like only do that once. Jeremy. Problem with it. Yeah, I, I don't think you forget because once you have the electric car, you check on your app all the time. Like, how is it doing? How much is the battery? How far could I go? Because the app shows you uh, like a radius, but it's not just a radius, a round radius. It shows you like, okay, if you go this way, you can use the motorway, and it's a little bit more efficient, so you can go further in this direction, but less far in like this direction. Hmm. That's, that's very interesting. So, so what is, what is the actual brand? He says it's a German brand, but, or German car, but what, what kind of... It, it, it's, it's a Mercedes, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, you don't have to be ashamed of that. That's, yes. Uh... In Germany, we don't really... You can't talk about uh, <laughs> luxury items. Well, you, you know, for Americans, we, some of us think that, you know, things like BMWs and Mercedes in Germany, they're like a Ford, right? So, you know, it's just a normal... That's, maybe that's not true, but yeah, you, you know, have you seen the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith? I don't think I ever saw that. I saw maybe snippets of it. 
It's a good movie. I think at the beginning of it, he's in New York, he's on Wall Street, and there's like a guy parking with his Corvette or something like that. And he's like, excuse me, uh, what, what do you work for? And like, like, what's your job? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm an investment banker or something like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, good for you. Great car. And that would never happen here in Germany. Here they would say, oh, what a <laughs> he's got a Corvette. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what's interesting to me is, so if, if you, let's say you put, pull up to work in a Mercedes or, or a BMW, whatever, a nice, nice car, you know, people are like, oh, that guy, that guy's got a lot of money. But you pull up to work in a fully loaded F-150, nobody thinks, uh, nobody thinks anything of it. But that, that F-150 is potentially a much even more expensive yeah, vehicle, yeah. but nobody, nobody seems to really, I don't know, at least I feel like there's not the same, I don't know, say stereotype. Good for you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy for you. Yeah, well, thanks, yeah. thanks. I, I got it quite cheaply. Somehow, this model that I have was a complete flop in Germany because they sold it for an insane price, like Porsche or almost Ferrari price when it came out. Nobody bought it at the beginning. And then COVID started. And now um, it's like a four-year-old model already or three years old. And they gave it to me super cheaply just one month before they increased the price again because now we've got a car scarcity here <laughs> because they're missing out on chips. So I was super lucky with that. And I, that was just the best deal, so I bought that one. You're not supposed to tell people you got your Mercedes for cheap. It's that's the, You're supposed to say you're overpaid for it. Like, you wouldn't believe how much I had to pay for this. The range is really bad. It's just 400 kilometers in summer. Um, so that's maybe 220 miles. Uh, but in winter, it's 250 kilometers. So that's 100 miles. Well, it's, it's like the opposite of a uh, gasoline car. What, isn't the range always the same? Well, I guess the range is the same, but but gasoline cars perform better in in colder. I mean, I don't think it's a huge. I don't think it's a huge difference, but the, the air compresses a bit more. Yeah, my old turbocharged ah, yeah, car yeah. was bananas in the winter for a couple of different reasons. That <laughs> denser air, you know, it's a, the turbo's like a multiplier for that. It was fantastic. Yeah. Except they sell terrible gas yeah. in the winter, so it. If you have poor gas in the car, that off, offset the the gains, but. It was still fun. You know, Jeremy, I only drive about 20 miles a week now. I could, wow, that's not I a lot. I would be happy to have an electric car with about 100 miles of range. Yeah, same here. It's totally fine. I, I thought about this, and it's like I don't drive a whole lot either because I, I work from home and whatever. But it's like, you know, the problem with problem is, you know, get the range, anxiety, yada, yada, yada. And yeah, I, th- I thought, like, you know, as little as I drive or as little as you drive, Pat, perhaps the uh, solar panels that, they, uh, that lo- seemed a little bit silly for, like, the uh, Tesla uh whatever the super truck or whatever they call it cyber truck you know yeah. somebody said oh you know whatever it seemed like there was some proposal about that and probably everybody thought it was silly but if you're driving 10 10 miles a week or 20 miles a week i might actually I, work. I, I, yeah? I know too much about this because there was a, there were there was a big discussion about exactly this on hacker news last week and please, it costs more to put the solar panel on the car than it will generate an electricity to charge the battery <laughs> in you know 10 years yeah or i something. believe that it's a there's just not enough yeah. surface area to it it's complicated because it's all curvy and it's not just stick a square solar panel on a rooftop let's, let's see pat that you're, you're forgetting the labor savings of you not having to plug it in oh, every every day this is true well i'd only have to plug it so you know, if it was a tesla with 400 miles of range i'd plug it in once every three or four months like i do like i already do i plug it into the gas pump once every three months Plug it into the gas pumps. But then your hands that's smell not, like That's not gas. how you usually say that. You know, and you have to... I enjoy that smell. 
I don't dislike I, I it, actually, but then you I'm go driving places. around with a gas can in the back of the car for my lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, it has a little like leak in it, so you can smell it better. Yeah. Does... <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Pop the little well, vent, the little you know the air. Speaking hole. of engines. I still would like to build a boat, like a very small boat where you, you're sitting here and, and your wife is sitting right next to you. It's like three meters long and 1.2 meters wide. So it's it's smaller than a kayak, um, just a bit wider. And then I'm mm. always thinking about the engine. And for an electric motor, there's so much cost involved. Uh, the motor is like $200 uh, dollars and the batteries is 200 and And then the, the uh, motor controller is probably another two or 300. And you can buy a lawnmower engine for 300 euros and you just pull the cord and it runs. No issues. It runs you don't have today, to deal with anything. But next year or the year after, after you haven't mowed the lawn all winter a few times, they don't always start right up. <laughs> I, I guess what, it, what scares me about, about that is it's, I mean, you've got this high, high current, high voltage, it's, and you've got water. So it seems like, seems like a bit of a safety, safety hazard, too. Yeah, I, same I even without water. Um, these batteries they can blow up. Yeah, well, well Max, I was gonna maybe ask you about this later, but now you actually um, you actually built an electric hydrofoil or tried to. Now, how is how is that project? It's going? it's done. It's completed. I posted well, the last awesome. video of it. I just haven't tested it yet. <laughs> no, that's not true. I saw you tested in the bathtub, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, there was the. <laughs> penultimate video and the old well the ultimate is still to come me trying it out on the water hopefully this year yeah i had it in parts and now i finished it was just finishing touches really i don't think it works you don't think <laughs> well i guess that's the question is, is is something finished if it doesn't work yes that's uh when i build yeah, that's, it that's true the wing was like um like oh, you can't see it on camera it was maybe this wide how many meters 40, 50 that centimeters like two, two feet maybe yeah, I should say in feet, uh, two feet wide. But nowadays, all the wings that come out, they're like 80 centimeters, maybe three feet wide and super okay. slim. They look more like on a glider plane. So I'm pretty sure my wing is useless uh, and, and not optimized. And I would need a new wing, but uh, I will try it first with this wing and then maybe I'll build a new but one. What happens okay. if it's wrong? Do you just not get well, it's out of the water or do you? Yeah, it's not efficient enough. Uh, it has too much drag, too little lift. And the motor uh, draws too much current, so that's a balance of how much current can you pump through that motor before it blows up. Sounds a little dangerous. That that's why I'm not a fan of this project anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I, I guess it's. I guess that's a. Uh, this is what happens, Jeremy, you when know. you start a project in your youth, when you're brave, and you know you don't think you're you think you're immortal. You don't think anything's going to happen to you. Then it takes you a few years to finish the project, and you realize. Well, now I'm an adult and I have responsibilities and I need both of my legs and all my toes and they're important. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's it's maybe it's a sign of maturity that you decided, well, maybe this isn't a good, maybe this isn't a good project. To, <laughs> maybe this is a good one to kick down the road or kick down the road. Yeah, I don't know. I'm doing a driveway now and I find it probably more interesting. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about this. What? what uh, so, have you successfully finished the driveway, and have you tested it? I guess that's. Uh... No, it's not done yet. Um, okay. But we're doing. You know, the bricks. Uh, if you drive on it, the bricks want to shift left and right over time, and down, of course. So okay. you need like a border on the side to keep them from moving left to right. Uh, I know in America you just pour concrete. 
Yeah, generally. But that's not allowed here, so I need to use bricks. And I'm using steel rails on the side, so I'm basically build a railway again. Well, why just, why isn't why aren't wasn't concrete allowed? What's is that for drainage aesthetics? or something or just aesthetic? they've got really strict yeah. rules here. I mean, I get that the bricks do look better. I mean, but you know, until they all shift around and move and. They yeah. get a little in this yeah. grass it's, grows it's with everything. The... the stuff you're used to that is acceptable like like with these e-scooters now we have suddenly we have e-scooters in germany they were forever um banned here and until they changed the law and now they can offer these scooters and now everybody's complaining that these scooters are lying on the pavements but if you look around there's so many cars so many more cars that take up so much more space but we're used to the cars and nobody says, oh, we've got too many cars here. But everybody is, is, is criticizing these scooters. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Because I, I, kind of, I kind of don't like the scooters either. I mean, no, no offense to... Because well, it's like they're just like on the sidewalk. It's like I just want to like, kick them Jeremy, over. And do like, you not like, like scooters? Well, who's going to care? Or, not, or you don't like the rental scooters that everybody doesn't know what to do with? I don't mind scooters. I think scooters are awesome. But I don't like the fact that they just... It's like it's, like, it's not your sidewalk. It's not like Lyft or not Lyft, Bird, or whatever the scooter company is, it's not their sidewalk, so yeah. So why do they get to just, like, park it there, and, you know, it's not like I can just, you know, it's not like I can just sit there, I mean, I guess I could, I guess that, that happens. You know, but you I feel park like your it's a car a... right next to it, don't you, on the side of the well, street? Well, in a, in, a, in a parking space. Yeah. So, but, you know, well, they don't have a, well, you live in Florida. I guess if, there was, a scooter, I guess if there was a scooter space, that would make sense, but you there's not. tiny streets. The streets were made for horses and, and people walking past the horses. And now we need for cars, two lanes, and then for the sidewalk and, and for a bicycle as well. And the scooter. And a, and a scooter. So, so you need, need like five lanes. Yeah. So, so anyway, what, what, what's your opinion on the scooter rental market in Germany? Do you like it or you don't like it? Or? Oh, I think it's great if you're on holidays. Like if you're in a foreign city and you just want to save the taxi, you take a scooter. Okay. For that, I oh, think yeah. it's really good. Yeah, that no, that makes that makes that makes sense. I guess I've I've never actually ridden one. I've seen them, and it's like that's interesting. I don't know. I just feel like well, I could knock one over. They're not supposed to be here anyway. Or you could just <laughs> throw them, or they wouldn't. Thinking about vandalizing them. Well, I, I've thought about it. I haven't done it, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll have to we'll have to cut that. I guess it'll be fine. But look. You know, we've talked about all this, all this random stuff, but what what I'd like to get to, Max, is your trash train. It's successful. It's working. What can what can you tell us about this project? Yeah, it's it's a transportation theme today, isn't it? It is. It is. Because it's you know, Dallas is so. famous for its its really bad infrastructure with huge high rises, and around it there's just huge parking. I've heard lots. of this. Yeah, downtown is very <laughs> weird. Do you ever do you ever make it there? Pat, uh, you, I haven't uh... been in a long time. Why would I go to somewhere where it's hard to take my car? <laughs> well, you can. You've got your your uh, your single wheel transportation. Yeah. You've got your scooter. I've been tempted. Which I like. I re- there's a train that's you know about three miles from here that goes to downtown Dallas, and I want to find a way. I want to ride my wheel to a bus to the train to the. But I don't have anything I want to do down there. I just want to. Do it just to say I did it. Don't you have the mono wheel? I do. Yeah. I do. But you wouldn't... I'm terrified of riding it on our streets here because somebody in their giant F-150 is not going to see me. And they're going to tump <laughs> me right over and it's going to be... It's going to end poorly for me. I think the good rule of thumb is the fewer wheels you have, the worse it's going to be for you. 
Because, I mean, you know, you fist bump a, a uh, bicycler, as we talked about last week or last time. Yeah, he'll knock me over. Don't fist bump on a single wheel like somebody's coming at yeah. you because that will just twist you around and maybe somebody very skilled yeah. could do it. Or on a ladder. <laughs> ladder, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to. If you meet another painter what? up on your roof. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes people painting ceilings, they wear those stilts. They're like four feet yeah, off really? the ground. And they We're could totally fist bump, be so they could run Germany. into somebody on a ladder. That's true. Oh, I bet there's yeah, because you, no, you, got, you got no wheels. So if you have no wheels, then you're, you yeah, know. You can't even get out of the way. You're too slow with no wheels. <laughs> yeah, at, at the trash train. I, um, uh. Yeah, speaking of the trash train. Good gravy. Speaking of the trash train. If we if we may call it that, because I feel like it's it's interesting because the name is the trash train, but I feel like it's been the most successful project we've we've talked about so far today. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, it really resonated with people. It got three million views. The video, um, really, which is nice by job. far, far, far the nice most bump. I ever did. <laughs> Thanks. And I think everybody can relate to the problem because. Um, I build a little train with my trash cans on top, and then it moves the trash cans to the front of the house. That's basically it. Well, I guess we don't have to watch the video now. That, that <laughs> all makes all makes. <laughs> Max is like Chat GPT over here summarizing things for us, so we don't have to watch the rest of the content. No, but but uh, you say that. So so first of all, your your living situation. You don't you don't live in a house exactly. You live in a apartment, correct? Yeah, it's three apartments on top of each other. So it's like a it's like a single family house, but vertical with three families. So it's okay. not huge, but it's not small either. So we have seven trash cans, but that's only because I'm lazy and I don't want to compact the cardboard down. So I just put the cardboard right. boxes full uh, hole into the bin. Well, if you Tetris them right, put small boxes into bigger boxes and then into the bin. I don't even you do, don't that. do that either. No. Oh, I can't live. My dad was really that. big on that. He loved uh, compacting the trash, <laughs> but the, the, the cardboard trash cans are for free. So that's why we have three of them. Yeah. And I can't place them in front of the house because that's kind of, it's not illegal, but they want the front garden to look nice. That's kind of the law here. Well, that, that's interesting. So they're, they're more okay with, they're not okay with concrete, yeah. but they're okay with like lots of trash cans in the front of your house. No, no, no. They're not okay with it. Oh. Neither. They don't want it. So I've got it next to the house um, behind some bushes, but then I don't want to walk all the way around the house to the bushes to get to the trash cans. That area is also just dirt and grass. So um, right. I would need to put some kind of pavement there, which again, we're not allowed to do because you cannot seal as much ground as you have sealed in Dallas. <laughs> uh, Everything needs to be just dirt and nature so the water can drain down so we don't get these water problems if there's heavy, heavy rainfall. So, yeah, I, I wanted the trash cans there, but I can't walk there. So I thought if I have a train track, uh, I don't seal any of the ground and uh, the water can still, you know, nature can be underneath the trash cans and uh, the water can drain. And if I press a button now, it drives almost right in front of my uh, front door. So it's convenient and the front door is already paved and there's a big area where you can, you know, sort of your bin, your rubbish into the separate bins. The train comes out and it arrives so you can put your trash bags in. And do you hit a button yeah. then to take it away? Yeah. Okay. So it's not just for delivering this to the, the trash collectors. This is also uh, no, for you to sort collector, things. It, come, it arrives. It's mostly for me. But lots of people thought it brings it all the way to the street, which is impossible. Um, that's, that's, what I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, everybody thinks that. But 
it's it's a front door so it's close to the street and the trash collectors they come to your property anyway grab it and bring it to the street somehow that's the law here in my city i don't know why they could save that money and, and let it do the people that live here you know uh, that's what every other town is doing you need to take your your rubbish bin and uh, your trash can and bring it to the f to the curb but we don't have to that makes a lot more sense now because I was, at first I was like, well, neighbors are going to think this is interesting if it's just like the, the train is taking down the curb. So it's basically just taking it out to the front of your your door yeah. and you take it out there, put the trash in and then hit the button. It goes back and, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind until until you need it next time. Is that yeah. kind of yeah. nice? Yeah, yeah that, would, like, that would be very helpful. If you've got a compost in the back of your garden, um, you don't want it next to your house because you don't want the smell in the summer. But then if you have the the, uh, the garbage in your kitchen, you want to get it to your compost really quickly. Um, so that would be a solution as well. You know, have the compost come to you, <laughs> put your scraps in, and it moves back to the end of your property. So do you have the compost on the train too, or is it is that not? No, not yet. <laughs> well, so so you have, you have a remote. You said it was, I believe it's a uh, like car style remote, right? Like a little RF fob. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you have one, but there's three families living in, or three people living in your apartment complex. So do they have one too? Have, have yeah, you it's, it's at the front door. The remote's at the front door. What, what do what do the other residents think of this? I haven't talked to them yet. So how do they put their trash away? Oh, well, wait, wait, let me. Uh, well, one is my sister, uh, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I noticed that the, the 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 male audience really likes this idea much more than the females. The females are like, "Oh, that's cool," but if I show this to, you know, any man, they're like, "Wow, this is so cool. This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, and there's one more family upstairs, but they're always on holidays, so we don't really talk that much. I mean, I suppose that's an ideal sort of tenant if they if they pay for the apartment but never never actually live there. I mean, that's yeah. uh, of course they're quite noisy in the morning. <laughs> so no no necessary response from the other residents what about like the are there other neighbors near there i mean are there yeah well because it's most people that live here they rent it's not really a community here everybody is anonymous and, and to themselves interesting it's different like where my parents live they know everybody in the area and i know everybody in the area because you know they, they live there for 50 years maybe max i know three of my years. neighbors Left, right, and behind you. No, they're in. Yeah, no, it <laughs> yeah, doesn't even right. make sense where I know them. It makes no sense. Yeah, they're not. I don't know three of the direct, directly adjacent. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, we don't know anyone. So, so, so where you live, it, is it like a vacation area? I believe it's. Uh, where Can you describe where you no, live exactly? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's the middle of town, basically. It's a small town. We've got 200,000 people living here. So it's not that mm. big. And it's just that these are like apartments. So people, they move in, stay here for a few years and then they move out again. Okay. In this, in the center of the city, yeah. but not so much, not so much the city as a whole, just, just where, where you are in particular. Yeah, is just, that, just is that where I, I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, no, that makes sense. I mean, you know, you wouldn't necessarily, you know, you don't want to rent somewhere forever. And I, I guess, as cool as it would be to live in the center of a small small city, it's it's. I guess you wouldn't want to do that for all your life necessarily. Hmm. I could stay here. I, I I mean I I guess what I'm saying is you know I've got I've got three kids at this point so it'd be tough it'd be tough to live in an apartment. Yeah. I mean sure. 
it's nice it's nice to have a yard and stuff yeah even, oh yeah even if it would be a and the other <laughs> thing with the train is i tried to keep it you know it, its purpose is to hide the trash cans so you can't really see much and the rails on the ground you don't notice them people would only notice this if they walk by and i pressed a button at that time and even then most people just walk past they don't even notice it right well, no, you said it's gotten 3 million views. So if it's gotten that type of attention, have you ever like run into somebody like that is that is a trash train house? <laughs> I, no, I actually got two or three comments that guessed the city, right? Really? Yeah. They said, oh, this is in Lübeck. Seems like a nice town, but I, I, I wouldn't I don't see anything that distinct about the video. <laughs> Maybe oh, there yeah. is. Oh, you know. can see the by the building styles. I can guess where something is in Germany. Really? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because, oh, we've got so much bureaucracy here that wherever you build something, there's always a law on how to build it. For example, you have to use a brick um, facade, facade um, or you have at the top of your roof, you need a little X that crosses over, stuff like that. Really? Yeah. I'm impressed you knew how to pronounce facade because I, I feel like I was maybe like, you know, <laughs> well older than you before I knew how to say that. <laughs> you know, the, the facade. The facade. This is how you, yeah. how I've probably pronounced it. So you, you've been, how long has it been in service now? This uh, trash train? Two months and so far it's going really strong. Um, everything is made of steel and pretty heavy stuff. So uh, I, I want this to last for a long time and I don't want to service it every year. Um, it's mostly waterproof. The electronics are all waterproof, like in a proper IP67 box that could be submergible maybe. Um, and there's a rain cover on top of all of that. So it's working fine. It was quite... And the project was interesting because I never built a train before and laying the tracks and curving the tracks and working with the steel. That was really fun. And that led to the next project of the driveway. So we're doing that with steel as well, um, just the okay. borders um, instead right. of concrete. Um, and I really want to make this trash crane, uh, train into a product because I think it resonates with so many people. Maybe you could sell it, but not as a train. Um, the next version, I want to build something that goes underground. So a lift, you press the button. A trash, trash tunnel. Yeah. Oh, oh, that is, that is, so it wouldn't even move anywhere. It just basically, it's, it would hide. It goes underground yeah. and then, yeah. But so it'd be like the trash elevator. Trash elevator. Yeah. Yeah. And there would be a little square of trash grass lift, on the top. Elevator. So no one would know. You can't really do it, um, completely flush without drainage underneath. If you do it, if you want to do it completely flush, some water has to go inside. And then at the bottom of it, there's a pipe that connects it to the city sewer. I feel like that's, <laughs> I feel like you'd be like a really petty James Bond villain. Like, oh, look at my trash go down into <laughs> secret layer. <laughs> they exist. I'm not the one that invents this, but um, maybe the, the first to sell it, who knows? Really? So you've seen area. you've seen this sort of trash trash I've seen it before. with cars. It's where people park two cars yeah, in the that. same space. <laughs> that would be so. That, yeah, because that's interesting. Because you were you were you said you were thinking about making it into a product, but to me, like, there's a whole lot of custom custom engineering going on. It just it's not like you could sell. You know, you'd have to show up and work on it for a month, and I don't feel like that's the kind of business you 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 would want to no, be in. No, it has to be one unit. You sell it. You ship it on a pallet. And I just they put it in the ground, um, connect the cable, and, and it, it's working. Yeah, just put That's it in the it ground. Must... <laughs> <laughs> the right like, what kind of shovel do I need? 
Well, you know, you could take this a couple steps further and you just dig, dig deep enough and just think about how much trash you can generate over your lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> you dig, dig, a, dig a big enough hole. You're describing a, a medieval toilet. That's a big hole. Not even medieval, maybe a hundred years ago. That's what they did. They, they dug a hole, right. no. filled it up, dug the next one. I don't right want to sound that. old, but I've used a toilet like that before. <laughs> I have two. I have two. It's not like it is medieval, but it's not where, like where have you used them? Like, like there was. We went to uh, Glacier Glacier Park like a year and a half ago, yeah. and they had like these bathrooms with no no like running water. It was actually pretty terrible because you know it's like oh, I want to wash my hands, and you know they got like sanitizer or something. It's like anyway, so like very very off grid, very purposeful off grid type stuff. Sometimes they'll still use that technology, quote unquote. It's the only option you have if you don't have sewage lines. Yeah. Uh, they sell one system for caravans that incinerates, uh, incinerates your waste. How does that smell? <laughs> I have no idea how that works. And like, how much heat do you have to put into something like that to make it become ashes? So much energy. And then uh, once, once a week or so, you have to take a little paper bag, put it underneath, and then you get the ashes out. Well, that part doesn't seem so bad. If it's ashes, that's just like emptying a coal stove. But it doesn't incinerate as it's happening, right? It's like after. You it's not in real time. <laughs> well, may maybe, you know, just taking this another step further, you had the hole in, in Max's new uh, trash... Uh, trash... Trash abate elevator. <laughs> trash... Tr trash... And you just you just light it on fire, and the trash trash is gone. And you know maybe you even have a heat heat um, exchanger, so it heats your, heats your house with the trash. So that probably why not? Yeah, and we do that a lot. We we burn a lot of rubbish here in Germany to to generate electricity. So you're just you're just uh, taking the middleman out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, neighbors probably wouldn't like it, I guess. But seriously, though, have you started d developing, designing the trash elevator? Uh, no, it's still there in my head, but I will start soon. Uh, at the moment, the workshop, as you see, it's it's quite full of stuff. Um, we, we're kind of we need more space. And today, um, a nearby city, like the next city over, they promised me some land to build a workshop. Really? So, yeah. Well, they saw the video about the trash train and they're very excited. Yeah, they haven't even seen it yet. That's a funny thing. I applied like three years ago and I said, hey, I, I would like to buy um, an industrial property, something small. It, you know, industrial sounds big, but yeah. And now they came back to me and said, yeah, we've got this new property that's been developed. And if you want to, you can purchase uh, a small piece of land. It's a reasonable price. And I hopefully I will build a bigger workshop there and then I can have more space for new products nice well that's awesome and, and your your main product it's still kind of what we talked about you lot yeah the draw slides yeah yeah is that still still people people yeah the microphone that? is, is that... hanging off one of the draw slides right now well that could be that could be a new product too a drawer slide slash uh, microphone stand. <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's, it's going well but it's a little bit less now um I think yeah, the inflation is so high here that people are really uh, keeping their money together. For example, this, this piece of wood here, I, I've just bought this. I'm building a new mitosol station in the workshop. So just this piece of wood, it's six, it's two foot wide and four meters long. So that's maybe 15 feet and that costs 200 euros. And I know that I bought the same one. That's the one behind me um, in 2018 for 100 euros. Still got the receipt. So stuff is so expensive. Wait, wait, a, a slab? Slab of wood? 
Or are you talking about a butcher block or something? It's a, a laminated wood. It's lots of small pieces of wood um, okay. laminated together. Okay, so it's it's a nice it's a nice piece of wood, but I mean it's still that's still a lot of money. But yeah, I mean I guess I guess when you said that, I thought you were talking about like a you know like a two by four or something. I'm like that's yeah that's an insane price. Well, it's yeah, it's like a like a kitchen countertop basically. Okay. Um, but with the high price, um, I was reluctant to to improve the mitre saw station now because the wood is so expensive but i had to do it um so yeah i just bought it and that's it but if that applies to everybody people just consume less in general same with the drawer slides so it's a bit slow at the moment but i'm positive it will pick up again in a year or so i'll tell you what i, th I think probably probably a good time we take a little coffee break maybe when we come back we could uh we could ask max about how you know maybe how life is in germany these days uh, maybe his business. I saw. I saw something about him repairing a uh, washing machine in, in creative ways. So that'd be maybe we can <laughs> ping him about that too. So uh, does that sound good to you guys? Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll take a little break and we'll be we'll be right back. Well, hello everybody. And actually, Pat's got the night off tonight from the coffee break. So tonight is just gonna be me doing the top five or so top five or so patron patrons. It's gonna be patrons now, as uh, as we talked about last episode. So. Anyway, our top five or so. First of all, we've got Carl, Michael Sizer, Raptor, Stuart Morrow, Brian Moses, and Positive Waves. Thank you so much for your patronage. And if you uh, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash create invent and you can, you can pledge uh, different amounts of money. So that would be great. Also, if you want to give us a thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening on, give us a comment, a like, whatever. We would really love that. Thank you so much for listening. 